Welcome back to the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Today we have our running back, Bulls. Players that we think post-NFL draft, their dynasty value, or even their redraft value, kind of can go both ways for most of these guys. Uh, Rose, obviously we did our quarterbacks the last two days, so go check that out if you haven't. Um, and then we'll do running backs from wide receivers and tight ends the next couple of days. I'll go ahead and start off Ibrahim Mostert. Um, kind of self-explanatory, but if you kind of actually dive into it more, it's like super self-explanatory. Obviously they got rid of Matt Breida. Yes, it shoots up, but Matt Breida like only touched the ball like 10 times a game anyway, so it wasn't that big of a deal. So I looked at the snaps. 255 vacated snaps from Matt Breida leaving. They bring in two UDFAs, uh, Savan Ahmed, Jamichael Hasty. However, I think one of them will actually make the roster because they're not terrible. They're not like UDFA running backs. I think they're actually like kind of capable of what they can do. And Jeff Wilson and Tevin Coleman are still there. But Jeff Those Wilson McKinnon, and Tevin- right? Yeah, but is he really there? I mean, like, he's just kind of chilling. <laughs> they there. said they kind of want to use him or something. Hey, like, yeah, he needs to get healthy. Get first. on the fucking field hey. first, and then maybe. Yeah, it's we'll like use AJ him. Green. Like, they want to use AJ Green, but is he ever actually going to be healthy? Hey. I mean, like, he's as there as we are. I want to use RG three. That's true. Exactly. So, Tevin <laughs> Coleman and Jeff Wilson can be cut with um, Tevin Coleman with two mil cap savings, and Jeff Wilson like four hundred k, but like his dead caps like hundred k, not much. I don't know if they're actually going to, like, cut those guys. I think Coleman could actually be cut. I know it's Kyle Shanahan's baby, but I think if we've seen the track record of the UDFAs and late-round picks uh, up and coming in this offense, and they do not they have a cap problem, but they, like, they're projected to be down, kind of down lower in the cap space issue. That's why they got rid of DeForest Buckner because they had to, or else they would have ran into a problem. If Tevin Coleman gets cut, he's easily an RB1. Like, I mean, like, he is just because, one, he's already going to see 255 even half of that, so 100 and quick math, 20, 27 more snaps, and he was getting like probably 13, 14 in the game. I probably should have wrote that down. He's an already inefficient back behind one of the best offensive lines that just added Trent Williams, for one. Staley left, but, I mean, like, Trent Williams is probably not far off Joe Staley. Um, the second we'll highest. If he's uh, healthy, he's better than Joe Staley. And yeah. Exactly. So we'll see. The second highest in terms of run splits last year as well. Like, this team's going to run the ball, and if he's the lead back, like, he's going to produce, so. I like yeah. that a lot. In week 12, so I think Coleman got hurt for a week. I couldn't really find data like to if he was hurt because he still kind of played in week 12 a little, little bit. From week 12 on to the Super Bowl, Mostert out um, opportunity to out-touched Tevin Coleman, 129 to 51. Like if you took that, obviously you can't take that for 16 games because now there's going to be, be even more with Matt Breida. It's crazy. Like I mean, like that's an RB1 amount of touches throughout a whole season. So I think that – I don't want this to turn into Damian Williams where we only see it in the postseason every year and we project him super high and then he comes in season, he gets hurt, or he's just not the running back. Obviously, they have a layer now. But I think that Mostert – I mean, I had him in, like, all my leagues poster pre-draft because I look at the cap and stuff. They could have cut Matt Breida for, like, zero dead cap before June 1st. Coleman could have saved him three mil. Jeff Wilson, they can just cut anyways. I mean, he's not like he's much. Garbage. And then they didn't draft a – I thought they were going to draft a running back – possibly round one just because they can cut those guys but then they didn't trade they traded back one time at the bucks and they traded they used that pick to trade back up so they didn't even like invest in any middle pieces so i think it's only looking up for mostert and he just almost won him a super bowl but he went off in the super bowl so like he's definitely proven in that offense thanks for matt burrito go dolphins yeah no i love Mostert a lot i mean uh me and bush have like mentioned a lot of times especially like we we've loved them throughout the offseason uh again uh i Obviously, it's going to be hard for me to get him in our league because uh, Bush is the one who has him right now. Oh, I'm not fucking trading him now. <laughs> Especially given how my team's looking. But, yeah, no, I, 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 I fully agree with uh, 
I fully agree with uh, the aspect of most gaining Silicon Valley. I mean, Brito is a fantastic in terms of talent. I think he's a really good talent. So, uh, get, get, getting him out of there, I don't want to say getting him out of there because I, I still think most is the better overall back. But uh, you're sending Breeder to the Dolphins. Obviously, that increases his value on his own right. But Mostert himself, I mean, he showed down the stretch. Like, he's fully capable of being that lead back in the Shanahan offense. I mean, again, second highest run split in the entire league. This team wants to establish a run, run the ball, run a lot of zone concepts. Uh, George Kittle, one of the best uh, run blocking tight ends in the league. Like, they're going to run the ball. They're going to run their stretches. And Mostert is the perfect back to really fit their system. So, uh, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. He's definitely a bull. Yeah, I, I pulled off a trade like right before the draft. Well, not right before the draft, like a month before the draft where I traded Todd Gurley for Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds. And I mean, the, the Cardinals used like a seventh rounder on a fucking running back, but whatever. That's looking really good for me. And my only fear that no one's mentioned yet is that Devontae Freeman's still a free agent right now. And Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan obviously has that connection from when he was uh, in Atlanta. That's why he signed Tevin Coleman. So if McKinnon gets cut or something – I, I, I'd be a little worried that they bring in Devontae Freeman and they keep, like, Coleman, Freeman, and, and Mostert as their backfield. Even if there is another back in the backfield, though, with Mostert, he's still, like, if he's, like, 50% snap share, he's still going to be super valuable. Because, like, as Danny said, this team's going to run the ball. And they're going to be a good offense, too, so they're going to have uh, goal line opportunities. And Mostert's a big play guy, too. So, um, even if he's, like, 50-50 split, I think he's still, like, an RB2. So, I, I definitely love Mostert's value going forward. Yeah, one more thing on that is that we say stock up, but if I have Mostert, I would sell. Like, to be honest with you, like, I would sell at, like, a high price. Because, obviously, Dynasty, you buy and sell stock market, fantasy stock exchange, whatever, calling yeah, it to help you out with that. You bought him cheap. I mean, I'd say Gurley's cheap, but, like, kind of, because he's going to be ran into the ground to an RB top 15 season anyways if he doesn't get hurt. But if you can capitalize on Mostert now, because here's the deal. Mostert is not going to be the long-term running back. He's 28. I'm pretty sure he's a free agent next year. He'll probably only gonna... be good for this year. Yeah. So if you like, if your team is like, there's no point in you trading him, which I think like in the league you're in, like you're like you're going for the win, if I remember oh, right. Yeah. Like it makes sense to keep him. But if you are kind of in the middle, maybe you move him for a first next year. If someone's like oh, fully yeah. bought in or you wait a couple of weeks or like, so, so like you just got to kind of look at it both ways. Um, Especially when you consider that, like, it's just crazy. Obviously, you don't want to look too far ahead in terms of, like, projecting uh, future value in terms of rookies. But, man, even if that ended up being the 112 next year, like, I'm just a huge believer. Obviously, again, you can't project it. But, man, that receiving class alone next year, plus you factor in those running backs and those top three quarterbacks, like, there's going to be talent at that spot. So, if you can flip a, a 27, 28-year-old running back into a future first, I mean, his value has definitely risen. If you can get that from him, go for it because, I mean, Heck, you end up with a guy like Rondell Moore, uh, freaking uh, Jamar Chase, one of those guys. Like, you're yeah, well, like the 112 this year, even like is like yeah, I would that. say that the, the two classes are pretty comparable. Like, uh, in my league that I was drafting today, someone got Judy at the 112. That's crazy. Like, it's because the landing spots jumbled. Like, would you rather have one of those receivers or Keyshawn Vaughn compared to Mostert? Like, the answer would be one of the receivers or Vaughn, even if you're competing or rebuilding. So, like, you have to yeah. kind of look at it both ways. But like. We're not saying just like sell him this kid his value is so high because obviously the, you have to attach the production he's going to get, the value he's going to have on your team, the non-injury history, the consistency of that offense. And so there's a lot that goes into it. But yeah, I think his stock went way up even before the Breeder trade. I think his stock was going up just because he out-touched Freeman or Tubbin Coleman in the most important stretch of the Niners franchise in the last like 10 to 15 years. So that has to do something with it a lot. Danny, you can go next with your guy. Uh, yeah, so uh, my bull is going to be Chris Carson, running back from the Seattle Seahawks. 
Uh, the way I look at it, I mean, uh, Seattle's a run-centric team uh, under Pete Carroll and Brian, uh, Brian Schottenheimer. Uh, and on a per-game basis, uh, Chris Carson was an RB1 last year. This team is running, uh, has a pass-run split at 54.34%, which ranked bottom five in the entire NFL, meaning that they were passing the, passing the ball at a bottom five rate. Obviously, if you're a Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson owner, you would know that. But uh, the main concern with uh, Carson going into the preseason was that uh, his health at the end of the season, I mean, he got hurt at the, obviously in the last game, his hip got hurt. But uh, that main concern has really pushed his ADP down. He's the RB27 off the board for a 25-year-old former uh, uh, top 12 running back. The way I look at it, they could have drafted a Jonathan Taylor, a Clyde Edwards Lear in the top 45. Uh, they've shown an interest pre-draft. Instead, they ended up settling. They took DJ Dallas in the fourth round. What that signifies to me is they didn't feel like they needed to invest that top two, top three round type capital into uh, a running back to end up taking over for Carson. So the way I look at it again, if team doctors are willing to bet on Carson's health to begin the season and the team draft indicates so, uh, I feel much better uh, about Carson than I did prior to the draft. So uh, those are my thoughts on Carson. I mean, he's going dirt cheap right now, RB27. You can kind of get a, a low end RB1 for that price. So uh, what are you guys thoughts on Carson? Uh, I'll, I'll go. Uh, Chris Carson to me, I don't, I don't really like the talent. I don't think he's that great of a player, but like you said, they didn't, they didn't invest. Like they had a chance. They've decided to take two day three players in their first two picks. So Jordan Brooks. they could have easily picked a JK Dobbins in the second round or the first round or anyone over Jordan Brooks for that matter. But uh, they didn't. So Chris Carson, as far as I'm concerned, Rashad Penny got hurt towards the end of the year last year. And I don't anticipate him being ready for the start of the season. So uh Chris Carson it's wheels up for him like DJ Dallas is a good is an okay player but I don't anticipate him beating Carson out at least not right away so Carson for sure at least for the first half of the season should have like low-end RB1 value yeah I mean I think it's like I'm not going to argue that he's not a good value because he is I just don't I don't like playing running backs in Seattle's backfield because if he fumbles once I don't care who the fucking backup is like the backup is coming in we saw that last year Travis Homer got carries in the playoffs. Travis Homer. Mooches. They brought back Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, God. In the biggest part of their season, Marshawn Lynch, when there was plenty of guys, you could have put, I don't even care, Tyler Lockett back there. Yeah, like it doesn't even matter who was there. There were so many running backs. They brought back beast mode because they knew it was safe. Chris Carson, like I'm not saying he's not safe, but if he fumbles, that's not safe. We saw it last year. Rashad Penny, who I get Rashad Penny was good in college, but I think that's about where he was capped. Like I – We'll see. There's a San Diego State running back this year, Deron Washington. I bet you we're going to have the same conversation about it because he's really good in college and he comes in here. So, yes, if you can – like, don't don't throw all your marbles in Chris Carson, like, being a solidified starter, like, the in upside. terms of, like, your RB1 or 2. Like, make sure If he like falls to you and he's, like, your RB4, though, you can definitely use him, especially if you have, like, um, like maybe a lot of rookie picks or something and you're waiting yeah. for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to take a full-time job or – or fucking Jonathan Taylor to surpass Marlon Mack, which already happened, but for sure, and yeah, yeah. It, if, it if he was getting dropped in the top fifteen, the top twenty, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's a little steep price to me. But at the RB twenty seven value, you're getting him as like basically a mid RB three. Like you plug him in, that's eighth eighth round value, maybe ninth round value in a startup. I mean, you're getting a, a guy who has the upside to literally win you some. I'm gonna own him a lot in redraft. I already know for a oh, fact for sure. because if I pick any rookie running backs, it's like my RB two or three. I'm gonna be picking Carson so that I can use him until my rookies develop. Oh, you, what are your thoughts on DJ Dallas though? Because I mean, I think I, I like think him. you're you're higher on him than we all are. 
well, like to the point where I think you think he can replace Carson. The opportunity is uh, open in general for the whole backfield. So whether it's Dallas yeah. or Carson, it's still a- the, the reason why I'm high on both is because uh, I just don't believe, first of all, in the health of Penny. And I think that in terms of say Carson does go down, like obviously like his uh, injury risk is baked into that RB 27 ADP. I think DJ Dallas is a similar type runner, a big physical type between the tackles runner, which is why they targeted him in the fourth round. So that's why I'm high on both. Again, uh, you've seen the RB rankings video. Uh, I'm a little higher on DJ Dallas than the, the rest of the boys. But, yeah, I, I just think that whoever's going to end up being the lead back in Seattle, assuming it's Carson most of the season, say he misses his time, it would be Dallas. They're going to produce. This team just runs the ball too much uh, for them not to. They're going to get volume. So, uh, yeah, I mean, take the risk on Carson. I mean, he could he could end up uh, returning low-end RB1 value. I mean, for me, it's a no-brainer. RB27. If he plays all the games, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, the fumbling risk is obviously it's obviously a fair concern. Fumbling too like, as well, sorry. But same, yeah. same with like Jonathan Taylor, other guys it's, fumble It's a too, risk so like, for pretty much any running back, especially in a, uh, a system where they have an old school coach where you don't want anyone to fumble. Like it's the same risk that Sony Michelle has. It's the same risk that any like running back in those kind of systems have. Yeah. But uh, segueing into my bull, uh, we got probably the biggest man crush I've had on any fantasy player in the last five years, and that'd be Austin Eckler. So – Austin Eckler. Currently, I just want to point out he's my RB six in dynasty right now, which I think low. I I think um, I, I think in to, terms of to, consensus, I think he's like RB fifteen. So, um, let's start with the situation. So Melvin Gordon is gone. That vacates one hundred sixty two carries and fifty five targets last year, including thirty two red zone carries and five, uh, fifteen inside the five yard line. Um, they did not replace Melvin Gordon in the draft. Josh Kelly's a nice player, but to me, he's more of a, um, a guy who's battling with Justin Jackson than a guy who's trying to take over Austin Eckler's role. Um, both of the quarterbacks that they have that are going to be potentially starting for them uh, are both, they both like checking down. They, they use their checkdowns a lot and they're both mobile, which also helps Austin Eckler. So uh, Tyrod, you saw how much he checked down to Shady McCoy in Buffalo, and then uh, Herbert checked down to C.J. Verdell quite a bit at Oregon as well. Um, he also got a brand spanking new contract, so that ensures that he's in Los Angeles for a couple years. Uh, his offensive line received two major upgrades in Trey Turner and uh, Brian Bulaga, even though they uh, lost Russell Okung, who, from my understanding, was the greatest last year anyway. They, so they still need to sure up their left tackle position. I'm sure they're going to sign like a Donald Penn or something like that to uh to uh get that patched up for the for this uh coming year and i i don't know if people remember but how good austin eckler was when melvin gordon wasn't in the in the backfield he averaged 26.75 fantasy points per game like christian mccaffrey averaged 27 and a half so he was borderline christian mccaffrey level without melvin gordon there now i don't think he's gonna be that good uh consistently because it was a small sample size but he, he only played on well, 57% of the snaps last year. So he's, he doesn't need a workhorse role to be super efficient. Well, let's look at what's in his division. I mean, he's going to be playing the Chiefs two times a year, and they didn't do anything to help themselves in the running attack. He's going to be playing – not the Chargers. I almost said the Chargers. Uh, the, the Raiders, who didn't help their linebackers or D-line at all. The Broncos did not do that either, which they don't need to. But, like, it's – There's spongy-ass rundies in the AFC West. Drunk yeah, I just well, Broncos run defense is like top five in the league always, but we always <laughs> put like the Jets run over us for some reason. But I think the thing with Eckler, like my point of Isaiah Crowell, why why are people not high on Eckler? Like, okay, when it comes I don't down know, to two, I have no idea. 
Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson. Jackson's going to get cut. Josh Kelly plays special teams, and this team has never had depth at running back anyways. It's going to be two of them. And then if one of them gets even, hurt – Even if they get 10 to 15 carries between the two of them a game, that's fine. Like, Austin yeah, Eckler J- doesn't need 30 touches. Yeah, Jackson's is kind of, like, useless with – obviously – well, he is, though. I mean, like, we all like him because he was going to get 10 to 15 touches behind a decent offensive line. But, like, his talent, like, it's not there. Like, he just always had a good line. Okay. Yeah. But the, I think another thing, too, is they traded up their second and third round picks when this running back class was projected to go in rounds two and three mm-hmm. for Kenneth Murray, a, a non-position of need. Like, he straight up was not. They don't need linebackers. This defense is not run through the linebacker. It's why, like, I can never even name the Broncos linebackers half the time, the middle linebackers, because it's just random people. They get like 100 tackles a year because of the funnels through the middle. You add in Kenneth Murray, they don't need – they obviously made it known they didn't need a running back. They don't really even need a receiver. They drafted two of them, which is only going to help Austin Eckler. And, yeah, I get the whole check down thing, but, like, it's not really going to be a check down. If you watch Austin Eckler, he's out wide sometimes. They're, they're, they're yeah, giving the ball to him. Plus, it's not, like, it's not like you're just checking down for the sake of checking down. You're checking down because Austin Eckler makes shit happen after the catch mm-hmm. and because he's probably one of the be- – he's probably the second best receiver on your team. Exactly. So then and it comes you, down to it. Like, I'm not taking Dalvin Cook over him. He gets injured every year. I get that he was good last year, but he gets injured every year. I'm not Shout taking Josh away. Jacobs over him. That's yeah, the one I'm close that. because I, I would take Eckler. But I think it's close because I think the whole overall offense for Jacobs is going to see a boost. Um, we'll see how the whole, like, target share works out with Lynn Bowden uh, and Jalen Richard still there. They did lose DeAndre Washington, so there is vacated production. But I think it's like – no one wants to touch Eckler because he's not like your traditional running back. But remember, Tariq Cohen was a top 10 fantasy running back. We take Alvin Kamara ago. first overall for Animal. Yeah. And but, he, uh, he was a 750-yard rusher. He, he basically gets the same kind of volume projection as Alvin Kamara does. Sorry, I was just going to say, uh, pe- people view uh, Kamara as being more of a workhorse. But Kamara uh, gets, what, 750, 800 rushing yards per year anyways? It's, Eckler can fully see that type of workload on the ground. Fully. So, uh, they, yeah, there's still no type. How many rushing yards did have last year? He only had about 550, I believe, but that was with Melvin Gordon there. Yeah. Sorry, Todd, we can go on after, too. Yeah, so, um, the reason I love McCaffrey so much and the reason I like guys like Eckler is because they're not traditional running backs where, yeah, after about age 27, 28, that's, that's it. Like their impact in every aspect of the game with blocking and receiving and thrown on to their rushing means that their longevity for a team and the value for a team to hold on to them is a lot higher than guys. Look like at Darren Henry. Sproles. Um, yeah, exactly. Like these are the kind of guys that, that they are the future running backs of the NFL, the guys that, yeah, people are actually going to want to give that first contract to that huge contract you're going to want to give it to guys like Eckler because of his versatility for an offense. He will never not be impactful for an offense with what he's able to do in other aspects. That's the issue. That's the reason why guys like Derrick Henry and, and why we will see an issue with, with Zeke is when your core value is, is running, you can't, as a team, you can't give that much financial benefit to when you have to be able to receive and, and block just as efficiently uh, to keep your offense effective. That's that's why I think guys like Eckler have a long, long, long career for them, and that makes them huge dynasty values in my eyes. Yeah, you take away the dirty carries and the carries that get you injured because yeah. you're, like, smashing into defensive tackles all the time. Like, I, when was the last time you saw Austin Eckler run a, a fucking inside zone up the gut? Like, he never does. When he runs the ball, it's always, like, pitches and, and outside zones and – even like uh, whams and stuff like stuff where you, you're just getting him into open space because that's the, where he excels. 
Dress clothes. By the way, I, I, agree. I was going to say, I agree with the overall sentiment of uh, the argument made. I just don't agree with putting Zeke in there because he is a 50-plus catch guy. So... Uh, but it's not like more, it's, it's a he can catch the ball. It's, it's just not his okay, primary way of winning. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, yeah, I think, and, I and he does take all those dirty carries. For sure. You mentioned yeah, without Gordon, how like how good he was without Gordon. The team only got better. So like, I, I'm not going to project that he's going to be like RB two or anything. But like the team, the team was better without Gordon. You're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like from that standpoint, there's no Gordon. And the team got better. Like Philip yeah, the, de- the defense was beat up like crazy last year, and they're the Chargers, so they probably will be again because the that's just the Charger up. luck. But the O line was beat up, the defense was beat up, and the defense, which let's be honest, looks scary on paper. Like their <laughs> secondary looks incredible. Yeah, they're worse. If they can stay good. healthy, then they're gonna be they're gonna give Eckler a lot of chances to uh, to run the ball. Love it, Tyler. Who's your uh, RB bowl? Yeah, so this is someone who I, I think is just like I – I said it right after the draft. This guy I think is the most um, – the biggest beneficiary of, of what happened in the draft over anyone else because this was a guy that we were slating. There was no way in hell this team was not taking a running back. Um, it was the Eagles and, and Miles Sanders. I mean, we all – I think the entire – I thought you were going Fournette there for a second. Yeah, I was yeah. so confused. Oh shoot! Yeah, no, I could, I could have, no, right? That would have been. Yeah, that he's, he's getting traded. It's gonna be a while hard. to defend that one. Um, no, but <laughs> with, with Sanders, it's we. I think just like the world was like, okay, Doug Peterson just naturally runs multiple backs. So yeah, he's gonna draft someone. The only piece they even got was a UD, uh, UDFA on Michael Warren, which clearly I don't think the NFL's bought in on Michael Warren as much as we think the potential could be there. Um, it's a good addition. I think it makes Michael Warren uh, somebody you have to look at. But Boston Scott sure as hell isn't the answer. Anyone that tells me that, I just give a quick laugh at it. I mean, you can't tell me that Boston Scott's going to take genuine touches away from Sanders. He, he did, though. Like, I was He's going to be involved, so, probably. Like, so, like, the well, way I look at it is, is, yes, Sanders is good. He's a good fantasy running back to have. He's super young. But do not overdraft him because we've never seen a workhorse back in the, we haven't seen a workhorse back in this offense for the last like ten years. Even when Shady was there, they still had guys like Darren Sproles and like they were. Well, you don't Shady. need Miles Sanders to be a workhorse back. And yeah. Doug Peterson comes from Andy Reid's coaching tree, and everyone thinks Kareem Hunt was a workhorse when he was there. He wasn't. He no, was like he a sixty-five percent snap share. Yeah, yeah. Six, well, so, six, seventeen touches a game. What's really yeah. valuable is Jordan Howard is leaving a hundred, a hundred and twenty on the dot, hundred and twenty rushing attempts. And 14 receptions. I know the receptions isn't really all that there, but that's a lot of. I'm kind of surprised he had 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that's all going that, that you can't you can't just say that it's all going to go to a to another guy. It's not going to go to a Boston Scott. It's not going to go to Michael Warren. Some of that's going to be given into Miles Sanders, who already had a really really high volume yeah. um, towards the end of the season. As it was, sure uh, Howard was hurt, but those uh, those final seven games where he averaged 15.2, he had 36 receptions. That's five a game. Uh, yes, please. Like, give me that. I, I feel like I can, I can run with a Miles Sanders being a, a running back one. Um, I, that's that's the value I'm giving him. Now, you guys may have okay. you may be high on him, but whether you guys think he's a running back one or not, I think that may discrep that there may be a difference between us. Oh, well, I'm on board. I'm very yeah. high on him. Same. I mean, would you, he's, just... he's at my twelve, but I'm saying have caution because Mike Warren is really good at pounding the rock. He's going to make the team. He's going to get touches. Corey that's Clement fine. Like if they want to give him those gross touches, yeah. that's fine. No, I get, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, I think people are like, holy shit, he's the only running back on the team, which Mike Warren will make no, the team. Not. 
Corey Clement just signed back. They didn't just sign him back to sit behind Miles Sanders when they already have Boston Scott. So I think it's more so like I have him ranked as RB12 in Dynasty because like it's Dynasty. He's 22 years old. But like for a one year, like, I don't want it to be like, I think people are trying to project like a Christian McCaffrey like breakout because what happened with McCaffrey? CJ Anderson was there. Like obviously they didn't like come to fruition. There was the whole like CJ is going to take the, the goal line or whatever, but he still wasn't. I think McCaffrey was like RB8 or something that rookie year. I don't know what Sanders. Let was. me Maybe ask you this though: 15. Could could you see a, a Aaron Jones like breakout from Miles Sanders? Because I could. Aaron Jones wasn't a full time like Christian McCaffrey running back. Obviously, his was on the back of touchdowns, yeah. but in terms of the receiving work, Miles Sanders but that could was be that, electric that could be it, in the though. receiving game last year. Yeah, I, mean, I think he has a ceiling and, of. I mean, I I currently have him slated at around nine ten. Uh, that's which, about where I have him too. Yeah, that's that's pretty reasonable. Obviously, Barkley, Chubb, Mixon, uh, Jacobs, Eckler, Kamara, McCaffrey, Zeke. I mean, those are the clear, like – I have them ahead of Jacobs. That might be a hot take. They're close for me. They're similar players. Uh, I think Jacobs can get overall uh, touch edge and maybe touchdown edge, but I think uh, Sanders is going to definitely produce them in the receiving game. So, uh, Why do those, you think he gets a touchdown edge? Because uh, I just think that they have a better overall uh, – uh, actually, I don't know. Uh, the Eagles offense and the Raiders yeah. offense, like a, to me, the Eagles offense is probably better. That's fair. I just think that, that Mayock's going to be like, oh, we invested the first round pick, and then as soon as we're inside the five yard line, we're going to give him the touches. Whereas, like, yeah. the Eagles always just throw the against the end zone and the red zone. Sorry. The only like difference I have is I have a layer ahead of him. A layer is going to catch sure. more balls. Oh, I have a layer ahead of him. Jonathan Taylor. Nope. <laughs> no. Like, I don't, I don't, he's going to. Like, they didn't. I like they didn't Mahomes got to choose his running back. So Mahomes also gets to choose where he throws his the ball, throws the ball to. Like, it, as much as you don't want it to happen, Alaire's going to catch like 80 balls this year. Like, I don't even care if there's no OTAs or training camps. He's going to catch 80 balls this year. I got to have, have Nick Chubb play. ahead of him because oh. Nick Chubb was like second in rushing yards last year. Like, even with Sanders' receptions, like, Chubb, like, 1800 rushing yards outweighs 70 catches. Like yeah. it just does when it Chubb's one of the few running backs in the league. I don't care if he gets passing work. Like I could care less. Yeah, him, it's like Derrick Henry. You don't care about Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't work. care about Derrick Henry. Yeah. And then I have Jonathan. I have Jonathan Taylor because I think he's just a, gonna know. be what Nick Chubb is. So like, I, I have still Sanders want ahead. Sanders. I think JT's gonna I, I take that. some time to take over the role. Yeah, uh, I get that too. Another one that I, I think uh, obviously you guys are a little bit lower on uh, the rookie rankings video already came out. I would not be surprised if Dobbins ends up making his way into that role. I mean, what about his situation can we really like detract from it? Because I, I think Ingram's good. That's the situation I have. It, it Even if he is, his though. situation reminds me of Sanders. That's his fair. situation reminds me of Sanders last year, where like everyone's going to build it up, which they should, because Sanders is a good talent. And then obviously, yeah. like, it's just waiting time. So. I agree. Ingram is Jordan Howard. We'll get into that with the RB Bears. But thank you for tuning in. You know who yeah, the situation right. actually reminds me of quickly? Um, yeah. yeah, Kamaras. I think, yeah. I think that's what um, Dobbins' situation reminds me of. Is because he was behind the same exact running back. Yeah, literally. You know, I fully agree. But uh, yeah, And Peterson, too. Yeah. When Kamaras. Let's, uh, let's not tie these viewers up for too long. Uh, sorry, you guys kind of got us uh, rambling on a little bit. But uh, – yeah, if you guys enjoyed the video, go like, subscribe, uh, comment why you agree with our bulls. Join the Discord. Kiss your moms and kiss your sister for me. Just for Tyler, though, not for us. All right. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, we'll, we'll sign off here. Uh, yeah, just glad to keep pushing out this quality content for you guys. Anyways, uh, take care, y'all. <laughs> Peace. Peace.